Hey lovely, you're listening to the She Dreams All Day podcast with your gal pal and fellow introvert, Mia Brox. That's me, by the way. This is a safe space for all introverts and dreamers looking to realize their dreams of shining online with confidence so they can build a dreamy online business, make an impact in the world, and that ka-ching while being 100% themselves and having fun in the process. And around here, the introvert hangover is of course sold separately. I'm all about empowering you to step into your superpower and become quietly confident online. I'm also about Friends, the TV show, chocolate, milk chocolate, and coffee with cream. And just so you know, quiet people can do amazing things because we totally can. So get ready to feel inspired, learn, laugh out loud, and let's be alone together, have an honest chat about how cool introverts are as we dive into today's episode. Hi. <laughs> Hi, you amazing human being. Welcome back to the Should Dreams All Day podcast, or welcome if you're a brand new and you just happen to click on this episode. Big, warm welcome into my world, into our world. We are all about empowering introverts to step up, shine online with confidence, and to start their dream business. Kind of already said that in the intro, but now you know for sure. <laughs> For today's episode, I have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Coley Lane. She is a Pinterest and blogging strategist for entrepreneurs, and she's awesome. She is actually one of the first people that I talk to online, which sounds a bit weird, but you know, back in the day when I started my secret blog, I didn't tell anyone about it, and so I didn't really make an effort to make any entrepreneurial friends, if you will, but Coley actually reached out to me and asked me to write a guest post for her amazing website called lifegoalsmag.com. Check it out. And I did. I wrote my first ever guest post and then she reached out again and she wanted to hop on a call. And I was like, oh my gosh, people can actually, you know, make a connection online. I can actually make friends and This was outside my comfort zone for sure, but it was such a wonderful conversation. It was just really lovely to talk to someone else who was in the same shoes that I was in. And so we had a wonderful conversation. And since then, we have remained friends. And she's actually my Pinterest manager as well. So in this episode, we dive into all things Pinterest. We also talk a lot about blogging and what blogging looks like today. And we answer the question that people keep asking, is blogging dead? We have the answer for you in this episode. (laughs) So sit back, enjoy, prepare to laugh out loud, and let's have some fun. Welcome officially to the Your Dreams All Day podcast, Coley Lane. I'm so, so excited to have you here as my second guest ever on this podcast. So welcome. I'm honored. Thank you. I'm happy Yay. to be here. So it's funny. Uh, you're actually the first person ever that I connected with online. I remember you reached out really? to me back in the day. It was probably... I don't know, was it 2019 or something like that? And I've really like never talked to anyone else that was in the online space because I was so worried about other people finding me at that time. And so I didn't really make an effort to connect with other entrepreneurs. But then you reached out and I did a little, you know, guest blog for Life Goals Mag. 
And then we had our first, you know, call together. And I remember it was so scary. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I'm like, yeah, it was so, so amazing. And it's so cool to have you on the show now. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love that. It feels like so long ago that I started life goals Mm. that it's honestly weird to think about, but like a lot of friends I've made have come from it. Like, yeah, creating stuff online is so fun for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And let's, cause now we're like fast forwarding, but I'd like to rewind a little bit and for you to tell myself and my listeners a little bit about what you do. Obviously you are, you've created life goals mag, which is an amazing website. And I would just love to hear more about it and like your journey. We have time. So feel free to go from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. So I started with just like a random blog that was kind of about anything and everything. And I think the origin of Life Goals started when I guest posted for Gen 20. And they're another online magazine. They still exist, which is so cool because when you start, like I started in 2015. Mm. Um, so it's just like amazing to see like who's still around, who's not around that I connected with in those early days. So you're Um, like an OG. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. It's so wild. It does not feel like that long ago, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I basically saw an opportunity to be able to have contributors and people who knew about all kinds of subjects in personal development, because Mm. I kind of felt like I didn't no, I didn't have a niche. Like I didn't know what I was talking about. And I wanted to supply people who are going after their goals and making things happen. And I got inspired by the hashtag, hashtag life goals, hashtag Mm, goals, hashtag relationship goals, (laughs) which people still use. And I love it. It's just funny because I wanted to make I wanted to make a blog that felt approachable for people to go after their dreams and not just like call other people goals, but feel like they were goals themselves, Mm -hmm. which I guess today that's kind of like being that girl, I guess. Um, But but yeah, I I didn't feel equipped to do that on my own, which might have been some imposter syndrome. But I think at the time I also wasn't super deep into my personal development. Um, So I wanted to hear other people's stories. And so... um, you know, I just reached out to a bunch of people to either contribute or be a guest blogger and really just built it from there. And now it's evolved to um, with courses and workshops and more of a community feel. So it's not just an online magazine, um, but now it's called Life Goals Collective, but still the URL is Life Goals Mag and everything. Um, but yeah, we're kind of expanding it with podcasts and stuff like that as well. So amazing. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be so exciting. Podcast. And you have a membership as well, right? Not anymore. Oh, no. okay. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someday it'll probably be back, but I want to okay. like restructure it in a way that makes sense, you know, which is really yeah. like business. I feel like I've learned so much throughout it, and I'm sure you have too, of just like yeah. what works and what doesn't. And just kind of being along for the ride, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, this entrepreneurial journey is, it's a very long roller coaster ride that you're on. And it's just a very long experiment. It seems like Mm -hmm. we're just testing. We don't really know what we're doing and we just have to see what feels fun and exciting and then do more of that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. 
that feels better to me too. Like I kind of like seeing it that way instead of being so attached to things, instead just being like, okay, it's a, an experiment. Like, let's see if this thing works. Maybe it doesn't. And then you kind of just build upon your experience, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then we won't have to be so attached to the results all the time. I mean, a lot of people talk about like 10K months and 10K followers and all of these milestones. And then we kind of forget that, you know, once you get to that milestone, it's probably cool moment, but then you're going to set yourself some new goals. And then it's like, oh, you go on the journey. It just keeps going and going and going. And so remembering to enjoy the party, enjoy the journey that you're on. Um, so I love that. That's really cool. But did you, did you show your face and everything in the beginning when you started your blog? Like, how did you deal with, you know, any limiting beliefs that popped up for you as you started this amazing website back in the day? No, I didn't really. Um, I think I might have had my face on like my bio, like a little mm. selfie or something like that. But I think for the most part, and still today, like we use a lot of stock images for our content. And I remember originally being really stuck with that because I didn't know where to find them. I didn't know like if that was a thing people did. Like I was just so confused as to how to start a blog without photos because everybody yeah. I saw was like taking their own photos. And I remember like, trying to take these photos. I think I had my DSLR at the time, but like I could not take photos for the life of me. <laughs> I was just like, how am I going to do this? Right. So that was like a big roadblock for me until I discovered uh, stock photos. And it's just kind of like opened me up to being like, oh, there's other ways to do things. Yeah. And to not let those things stop you from getting started. Right. Because then eventually, maybe you do learn how to take better photos and all of that. But for me, figuring out the like contributor aspect and the way I wanted to do things, it worked with stock photos. So we still <laughs> do it today. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, it does. It does. I had a lot of stock photos on my website in the beginning as well. So I, I love it. I don't think I would have started if I weren't able to use stock photos because there wouldn't be any photos of me at least <laughs> in the beginning. Um, but I wanted to ask, do you resonate with being an introvert? Are you an introvert or we haven't really talked about this? <laughs> no. Um, you know what? I don't. And it's interesting because I think I probably could be defined as that. And I spend a lot of time alone, mm. but I think what I resonate with more so is like, I get a energy yeah. <laughs> I was to say attention. And I was like, that's not the word um, energy from one-on-one -on -one conversations. Yeah. And it also has to be like the right, the right energy. That's where I was going <laughs> that word, with the person. Yeah. Um, and so I don't necessarily resonate with getting that energy from being alone. I get it from other people, but I don't get it in groups. So I also don't mm. relate to being an extrovert. So I feel like I fall in between, but if I had to choose, I'd probably say more introverted. Than yeah. Extroverted. And it's, and it's pretty cool. Like the way I like to think about it and you're welcome to be on the show, on the show. I have a show, um, <laughs> even if you're not an introvert. So that's not like a criteria yeah. to be on this podcast. So that's totally fine. But I feel like there's so many different versions of what an introvert looks like. It's very, you know, subjective. I think 
if you picture like a rainbow, there's like a, a rainbow of, of introversion, then there's like different shades, different colors and like different, you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, totally. there's like not one way to be an introvert is basically what I'm saying, but uh, you're still welcome to be on the show. So <laughs> it's no I'm worries. definitely a dreamer. I fall under the dreamer category yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Big dreamers, obviously. I dream yeah. all day, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but since but you also, I mean, you are a coach as well, right? I mean, you, you're yes. my Pinterest person, obviously. So, mm-hmm. um, and you are a blogging coach or what, what does that yeah, look like blogging, right now? Blogging and Pinterest. Um, and I'm currently trying to work on a course and stuff like that for blogging, um, specifically cool. for business owners. Yeah. Um, because what I learned by doing some Pinterest management, um, on the side. So I I run both um, full time, but I was doing Pinterest management on the side and just realizing a lot of my business clients like either didn't have a blog or had, you know, a lot of things to work on with the blog to make it more Mm -hmm. SEO friendly and actually like do well on Pinterest, right? That's kind of like a thing you need before marketing it on Pinterest. So Mm. um, yeah, that kind of inspired me to add blogging help to all of it and strategy sessions and all of that for um business owners who are creative and fun and love all aspects of their business but maybe don't you know know how to blog that's so cool (laughs) because i feel like this question pops up every single year and you'll find it like on youtube on google and it's is blogging dead in XYZ, whatever year it's in. I feel like people ask this every single year. And I would love to hear your thoughts about that because I'm obviously an advocate for blogging because that's how, you know, I started as a personal development blogger and then I transitioned into teaching other people how to blog. And now it's more business focused, but still blogging is such a huge part of why I, you know, I've had the success that I have had so far. And so I would love to hear what you think about that. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to say that blogging is dead (laughs) since you're going to create a course about blogging, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I honestly, like, I don't want to be somebody who doesn't sound like they're up to date with the times either, because like, obviously (laughs) things are changing. Like, you know what I mean? Like to say blogging is as relevant as it ever was. Like, I don't know. I think it's different now. And I think it has a very specific purpose. And so I feel like people need to adjust to how people are using blogs today because Mm -hmm. obviously attention is divided with video content and all of that, right? But there are still a lot of reasons why somebody is going to go to a blog. So you need your blog to be easy to skim, Mm -hmm. have the video inside of your blog if it's something that you also create videos for and kind of make it useful for somebody who needs to skim for the content and you know find value in in your blog and not just blog about anything and everything be kind of selective about what you choose to blog about like is it something somebody is going to be searching is it something people are searching for on pinterest on google all of those things are really important now because i wouldn't say like any type of blog is going to be and also for business owners like is it useful for your clients does it Mm. help you to like send them that blog instead of having to write out a response every single time things like that right like yeah i don't know i just think 
a popular term right now is like omnipresent marketing. And I feel like what that means is- Yeah, I'm uh, like, what? Can you elaborate <laughs> on that? So so versus like multi-channel marketing, which would be like, you just slap the same thing across all different marketing channels, right? Like you yeah. would just, um, you know, copy and paste your email that you send out to your Instagram post and so on. Instead with uh, omnipresence, you are basically taking- that same material, but making it work for different platforms in the way that that user interacts with it, right? So Mm -hmm. if you have a blog post, like how are people using blogs and thinking about how you do that and how other people do, like talk to people, figure out like what that looks like, right? Because maybe you don't know how people are using (laughs) blogs. Um, And then, you know, adjust your content to make sense for that, right? So it's not like you have to come up with a bunch of different content for your blog. Like if you're already using Instagram or other platforms, like just figure out how to adjust that content for somebody who is searching for it. So kind of like remixing your content to fit that specific platform or format, right? So like you could take a blog post and then turn it into like micro blogs for Instagram captions, or you can create a reel on that, you know, same topic or talk about it in your Instagram stories, create a YouTube video, blah, 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 all the things. That's so cool. Cause I think a lot of people think that they have to like create brand new content pieces for the different formats because they are so different, but there's actually, you know, as you're saying a way to, to, rephrase your content for lack of a better word and like make it work for different formats. And that's, that's pretty cool because blogging is, yeah. Once you, you know, you have a blog post, you can repurpose that into so many different channels and not just like copy paste, but like be intentional about it. That's cool. Exactly. I think that's actually like, that's the best way to go about it is taking the blog to the other channels because your blog is going to be like a little bit more robust than Mm. all of the others. So you can kind of take it into different chunks, right? Like if you have different subheadings for your blog posts, those can be their own posts and you can kind of work it from there. And then when we're talking about like the time consuming element of blogging, which is the big thing that I hear from a lot of people is like, it takes too long. It's got to be, you know, a certain length for SEO and all of that. Mm. Um, But when you can break that one blog post into five to 10 other pieces, like it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love what you said about, you know, making it skimmable because I believe that, you know, people's attention spans are, well, they're very short these days when you think of, you know, TikTok and reels and we don't have time to like, apparently watch a 10 minute YouTube video or read a long form article. So just making it skimmable and having those, you know, popping headlines. Um, So that's, that's really neat as well. And I think like, for blogging, what comes to mind for me is, well, first of all, you have your website, right? And that's like your home, your heart on the internet where you, your brand lives. And it's really good to have that and to own that content, first of all, because what if Instagram decides to go away and then Facebook goes away because Mark Zuckerberg's annoying and then, you know, could potentially happen. But then as long as you, you know, back up your blog and you have, you bought your hosting and all of that, you own that content. Like nobody can take that away from you. So I think that's also like important for people who want to get into blogging to understand that that's pretty cool. You own your content. (laughs) And also like when people you know, search for 
whatever they search for online or Google, they're very intentional about what they're searching for. It's not like they're mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. They're, they want to see your blog post because that's exactly what they're searching for. And that way you get to, you know, build your audience. You, you get to build the right audience is what I'm trying to say. Like they're targeted. They're already interested in what you're writing about. So that's, that's cool too. Like, and it'll be evergreen as well. So it's like a good, I'm guessing it's a good organic way to grow your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I feel like SEO is like a a really intimidating term for a lot of people when they're starting out, right? And I don't think it has to be, right? Like I didn't have any um, like formal training in SEO and have a lot of posts that are really high on Google. Yeah. Um, And I think it's really about exactly that, like being like having your post be aligned with who you are talking to and be very clear about that, right? Because the worst thing that we all experience is like when you're typing in your search to Google and then what pops up is like not at all what you're looking for, right? And you're just like, okay, try again. Like try (laughs) another search where like you're going to the next page on Google and you're kind of frustrated, right? And that's what Google wants to avoid. They want the top searches to be the end game. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. They're good. They got their problem solved. And so that intentionality when you're writing of like picking those things that your people are searching for so that you show up for them with answering all of their questions, right? Thinking about like what needs to go inside this blog that answers all the questions that I had when I first started or Mm. whatever, whatever your clients are saying to you or, you know, whatever problem you're trying to solve, like let your speak for that and make it really clear and organized. And honestly, that is like, a majority of what SEO is and it's not super complicated like it sounds like. You should create an SEO course as well or you should include that in your blogging course. That's what's going to be in the blogging course for sure. Yeah, That's amazing. I think a lot of people need to learn this kind of stuff from a person like you who just like makes it really simple and a person that they can, you know, relate to and resonate with instead of, you know, the typical people, I don't want to be saying, the typical person that teaches SEO, you know, like an old man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's a super masculine industry. It is. Why? Like, I know you get these too, like so many emails about people wanting to get links from your oh. blog and stuff and it's endless and it's so aggressive. <laughs> and I'm just like, it. is this really what we have to do over here? Like, can't <laughs> we, I don't know. It's just, I have a lot of clients who have dug in to SEO and then they find it so fun. Like it can be so fun. Like when you're figuring out your like keywords and all of that and like doing that research, it can be a fun process. And that's what I hope my course makes it like makes the SEO part fun. That's my goal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Let me know when you launch because I might need to take your course (laughs) and like, because it's been a while since I've been blogging, like writing blog posts and everything. But uh, I want to know, like, what's your advice to someone who wants to start a blog or thinking about starting a blog in 2022? Like, what's the first thing that they should do or consider or think about? I feel like everybody hears that they need to like find their niche and all mm. of that. And I I do think it's like really important, but it's really annoying, right? Yeah. Like it's the most annoying advice. I'm like so biting my nails. About, <laughs> yeah, no. Instead of thinking about your niche, I would just like pick the topics you want to talk about. And so like ditch the term niche and just be like, okay, what topics 
are like kind of juicy right now. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I would start with is like, what are people kind of searching for talking about? Like, for example, um, people are really into the Enneagram or like human design and like all these different like personality tests and stuff like that, right? Like have fun with it of figuring out like, you know, that subject that you want to talk about the most. So like, say it's personal development. A lot of people who come to me are into that. I'm sure for you too, like they're into the personal development stuff, but it's like, okay, very popular topic. Self-care is super popular. So you yeah. kind of have to find angles of your content that's going to do well online right now with what people are searching for and specifically like the people you want to be talking to. Yeah. So like, let go of the niche thing. The niche is dead. Is, about, it, is it dead? Yeah, the niche is dead, <laughs> but your personality is also a niche, which I, yeah. I try to tell people that like, if you're not going to go the niche route, then hone in on your personality through your content because you are the brand. Yeah. And so if you're going to going to not show your personality as much, like I think for me, I was very hesitant of that in the beginning. And like for you, you wanted to be kind of anonymous. <laughs> and I think at that point, like what you're talking about is more important until you're comfortable enough to like show your personality. Yeah. And then that kind of trumps it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about it. So like if you're comfortable with showing that then don't worry so much about the niche but still try to find topics that um people are going to be looking for and do a quick google search like this is what i recommend for all my clients like google the topic that you're thinking about posting or like a few of them right like Mm -hmm. batch out a bunch of content ideas i like to write like a whole master list i know we both love ClickUp. (laughs) yeah like just (laughs) A whole thing of ideas and then go through your ideas and type them into Google. See how many search results pop up. If it's million, <laughs> millions, it's too common of a search. So yeah. can you like add something like for college students? Like again mm. with the niche, it's kind of annoying, but like can we be a little more specific of who's searching for this? Yeah. Because also that's a completely different blog post. When we're talking to um college students versus like just out of college, right? They're going through different things. So if we can talk to them a little bit more specifically, it's going to help a lot with the search results because those people might be typing in like, okay, their first search like didn't work too many search results come up, but they're like, okay, well, I'm a college student. Like let's get some like better study tips or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, do some searches for all of your content ideas that you have and then try to make a spin on it that isn't already in the top results so that you can have a better chance. I Um, love that. Because with Google, like with Google, you're not... When you're first starting out, it's going to take a while, first of all, Mm. to get on Google. Google is a beast. (laughs) For sure. And also, you're just not going to have, like, there's a thing called, like, the short tail keywords and long tail keywords, right? And, like, the short tail keywords are, like, two words long, like, um, long hair or something like that, right? Versus, like, um, what am I? This is a really bad example. (laughs) Do you have a better (laughs) one to go off of? Long tail? Basically, you, yeah. How to be more productive as a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> yeah, very that would long be <laughs> a good starting point. That would be a long tail keyword. And then, um, so do that as your search and then just try to like figure out different angles that you can adjust to it. That's where yeah. I would start off. Yeah, and I love that you said, it's so it's not so much about the niche anymore. It's more about 
the people you want to serve. And then also remembering, you know, that you, the brand, you are a niche yourself and your life is content. Everything you do is content. So if you're willing to show up, like that's what's going to set you apart from all these other bloggers and entrepreneurs writing or creating content about the same topics. Like you are, you are the brand, you are what sets you apart from the bunch. So I think that's really important to remember because it's so easy to think like, Oh, I can't go into this like personal development space because there's so many other bloggers blogging about this, yada, yada, yada. But then we forget like you make your content special. Yeah. Like your story, your experience, all of the things that you've gone through add up to why you are the person to speak about it right and that person there's a person out there that relates to your story that doesn't relate to mine that Mm -hmm. doesn't relate to yours like you know that yeah in that similar space it's like your voice is going to resonate with certain people exactly if you are willing to put yourself out there and showcase those aspects of yourself couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> but you are, I just have to talk about Pinterest a little bit because you are the Pinterest queen. You are my Pinterest manager. And I just want to hear like, what are your thoughts on Pinterest as a platform right now? Because it has changed a lot since I started on the platform back in 2018. And it has evolved a lot with like, you know, it has idea pins and everything. I just want to hear like, what's What's going on in Pinterest right now? What's going on in the Pinterest world? Honestly, it is changing a lot. So it's hard to keep up sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I think Pinterest, just as much as ever, is a really great place to get visibility for your blog, for your business, for whatever it is that you're creating. And I think they're, they're in the midst of a pivot to also be a social media platform. And so right now they're kind of in this awkward phase of like not quite being there yet. I feel like their DM situation like needs to evolve to be Mm -hmm. able to really do that. You know what I mean? Like the conversations is kind of a key part of a social media platform. But I would say like, it also is like a really great place to start if you're diving into content creation and maybe you're not even ready for a blog. I used to say like, maybe you kind of have to have a blog for Pinterest in a way or some platform to be, um, you know, leveraging Pinterest onto another platform. But now you can also create idea pins, which are basically like, they're like reels, um, but you can kind of do like a carousel of both video and photos but it's a really really great place to repurpose your tiktok and reels content because they do really well on pinterest so again with blogging right like pinterest is just evolving to new things and Mm -hmm. it's always like a little bit frustrating as a a social media strategist but like i also love it it's kind of (laughs) why i feel like i'm in it is because it's always changing you know so it's kind of fun in that way too. But it's still also a really great place to promote your blog posts. Just the algorithm change is based on new and fresh content because yeah. I think what they were they were struggling with was the fact that they had 
so many people seeing the same posts all the time. I don't know if you experienced that, but I remember that phase where I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I've seen this <laughs> this quote like 5,000 times. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's move, move it along, right? And, <laughs> and so then they just made it so that, you know, you kind of have to create a fresh pin for when you promote things. And so that makes it so that quantity is less important and quality is more important and I would say that's like the biggest change and I'm glad that it didn't become like quality and quantity (laughs) that's (laughs) hard to keep up with (laughs) to be like you know manageable um, yeah while still creating fresh content like you would for Instagram and all that right like we're not republishing the same images on Instagram either so yeah exactly so in your words or in your you know uh, experience is it still the best place for new bloggers to drive traffic to their blogs because that's generally the advice that I give because I've had that experience with Pinterest it was how I was able to grow my blog and how I got a million page views in my first year and so I love I I I love Pinterest I love you uh, but um <laughs> is it still that place do you think like is it where you would recommend new bloggers to go for traffic yes yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would say like that and SEO, right? Which is like what you should kind of be doing to optimize your blog posts in the first place. So it's kind of like two in one. Um, and they really are very compatible together. So I, I think Pinterest is still that place because Instagram and TikTok kind of the other like main marketing platforms, I feel like, and you're just not going to have the same quantity of people who can see your posts on those platforms at least that that's my experience i feel like people want to stay on those platforms versus with google and with pinterest people are looking to get off of the platform and find resources that will help them right and people are just scrolling and they're not necessarily looking for your content on TikTok and Instagram. And I will say both those platforms are trying to change that, right? A little bit because are emphasizing SEO more, right? To be able to find that content on there, but they still don't want you to click out. Out. Like Instagram's (laughs) goal is to keep you right there where you are. Um, And so, yeah, because of that, I have had the most success with building an email list and all of that with SEO and Pinterest. Yeah, it is the best way to get like very targeted traffic, I would assume as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. Okay, I want to hear all about your new podcast because I know that you recently launched one. I think it was around the same time that I launched my podcast in December last year, or maybe it yes. was earlier. Um, that's so funny. And I want to hear more. I want to hear more about it. What is it? Playground to purpose. Yeah. Playground to purpose took us like a solid year to define what we wanted in a podcast that didn't already exist, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and really it came from the idea that we feel like people's childhoods are so fascinating of like where they where they end up in life, like what we love doing as a kid and then where we end up taking our lives is so fascinating to me. And I feel like we kind of have this hypothesis, I guess, of <laughs> like if you are fulfilled in life, there's probably some connection to what you love doing as a kid. And so we interview both experts and just people in all kinds of industries and, you know, phases of life where like 
about their childhood and what they do today and if there is that connection. And so far, everybody has a connection to their childhood who seems really fulfilled and happy in their life. And I just think it's an interesting thing, right? To like reflect on of like, what did I like doing as a kid when we were like a lot more pure and just like joyful and just doing things for the heck of it without any societal pressure of like who we needed to be and kind of just like not forced, but like, like feel pressure from different things in our life to become somebody. Right. And I feel like when we're kids, we just don't feel any of that pressure. Um, so it's also about adding a lot more play to our adult lives, um, and bringing back that childhood whimsy and just carefree element that I feel like a lot of us in adulthood are just like, not there. (laughs) Like we forget to play and the importance of it because we're so in the productive mode. Right. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I actually had a thought when you said that I thought about my own childhood and what I used to love to do. And it's really interesting that I used to code and I used to have my own website. I used to have a Mary Kate and Ashley fan page when I was like 10. And so that, that little girl kind of caught up with me in it, it now since I'm doing what I'm doing. So there must be something there. And like, I, I always know, mm-hmm. known that I want to be free and I want to create. And so that's so interesting. I love that concept. That's so cool. It's so fun. And it's so interesting how different people's childhood experiences in that way, right? Whether yeah. they were able to play so freely or whether they had to kind of grow up a little bit quicker and yeah, my like when I reflect back to my childhood too, it's like so funny how it's always kind of blocking in some form. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I and I also think it's so funny because I've always kind of had a um kind of anti-hustle thought process about like what I wanted to be. I was just like, well, I don't want to do anything that I feel like forced to do. You know, like I, yeah. this typical nine to five, like always was like, mm, I don't want to nah. do that. Like, I'd rather <laughs> do anything else. Like, I don't care if I'm not rich or whatever or successful. Like, I'm just not yeah. going to subscribe to that. And I think that's where like my passion today is kind of like, let's redefine success. For ourselves. Like, let's do goals on our own terms, of, like what that looks like of what we actually want our lives to be. And you know, not subscribe to versions of that that other people tell us is like requirements to success. Yeah. I think we're on track. I think we're onto something. We're obviously doing something that little me and you used to do and love. So that's so cool to think about. Mm -hmm. I have to check out your podcast. I haven't given a a listen yet, but I will now that I know that it's about this topic and concept. That's so cool. But what do you have planned? What's going on in Life Goals Mag? What's going on for Coley, Miss Coley Lane in the future? Do you have anything cool happening? Really just the blogging course that's coming out probably sometime late next month. Nice. Um, and what else do I have going on? Hmm. Well, the podcast, obviously. Yeah, the podcast, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And we're trying to do more of that. Like, we're super excited about this idea of play because I feel like it's so, like, it's kind of starting to become more popular of, like, 
people realizing that this is so important, right? I feel like it's yeah. the next step after like the self-care of taking care of ourselves. And, yeah. <laughs> and then we're ready for the play element. And so yeah. I feel like we're kind of ready to have these conversations. So yeah, we want to kind of take that up a notch and hopefully create some events or awesome workshops or something. Oh, oh my gosh. I want to come visit you in the States. It feels like yes. I... I really need to travel. I need to get back at it um, Mm -hmm. now that everything is opening up. And yeah, so that's very exciting. Um, But thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so, so fun to catch up. I haven't, we haven't really spoken or catched up in a while. So that was really cool to do that, you know, live for other people as well to tune in to our little catch up session. (laughs) Um, But uh, thank you so much for coming and I will see you soon. Well, that was so much fun. What an amazing conversation. I really hope that you had fun. I had fun. Coley had fun. (laughs) Fun times all around. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if it's not too much trouble, I would absolutely love it if you would leave a little review thingamajiggy on iTunes and let me know what you think of this podcast. And then we can hopefully, you know, spread the word that quiet people can in fact do amazing things. And I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Yeah, I will supply a lot of bloopers, I'm sure. <laughs> this is always the awkward part. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Gone in, di- oh, what's the word? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, that was such an, oh, no way, let me do that again. No, that was- you're good. <laughs> It's weird, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. Is my point? It like. Um, oh my gosh, what am I forgetting? Like the. Sh- what is it called? You are what makes. You are. What am I saying? La la la, Cass. You can edit this out. <laughs> okay.